Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Separation and divorce are often what happens in marriages or relationships. The statistics are half And it's something that we want to look at coming from grace. We want to use soul recovery in the separations in our lives and the choices that we're making and how to come from an authentic and graceful place as you work through this very difficult and trying time in your life. For this episode, I'm bringing in a really good friend of mine. She is a divorce coach and a mediator here in Colorado, and she is divorced twice herself from a divorced family, so she knows what impacts it has on her personally and the impacts it's had on her life and her children. And through that, it's become a calling for her to share how to be in integrity, how to be in your heart, how to use soul recovery, how to walk this path with grace. So I know that you're going to get a lot of this episode, whether you're currently in that situation or you have friends in that situation, we all know somebody who's gone through this in their life. And if you're contemplating it for yourself, how you could begin to make choices for yourself that allow you to take this as a spiritual journey and a journey that will help you come out the other side, a stronger, more resourced, spiritually grounded person for yourself and for your family. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, codependency, and control addiction. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we need to turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on our inner change and healing. Positive results in our lives will follow. Welcome to Soul Recovery. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I'm Rev. Rachel Harrison, and I have an incredible guest sitting here across from me on Zoom today and a very dear friend of mine, Summer Star Howard. Hi, Rachel. So great to be here today. We're virtual, but we do live in the same area, but it's wonderful to be able to connect in this way. I wanted to bring Summer onto the podcast for a variety of reasons. One is her personal story is so amazing. She is in the sober club with me, and she's a leader in how to go through divorce, how to prepare for divorce, how to be in a place where you know you need to make a change in your life and do it with integrity and compassion and love. So I wanted her to be able to share that with us today because I know many of you in the community are either in this situation, thinking of this situation, or have gone through this and could use this wisdom of how you move forward. So 
that was a big introduction. But Summer, tell us just a little bit about how did you become a certified divorce coach and mediator? Right. So about 10 years ago, I decided to take my experience of a high conflict separation that we eventually uh, transitioned into amicable co-parenting. And I, I gathered a lot of wisdom from that transition. And I decided to become a certified divorce coach so I could help other families do the same thing. So that was really the impetus to become a certified divorce coach. Over time, I worked with uh, the state of Colorado uh, in in the court system as a child and family investigator. And then recently, just about maybe just two and a half years ago, became a a certified divorce mediator or certified mediator in Colorado. And um, really, it's just taking my experience and and um, love uh, and intention for peace in families into my practice, you know, into a profession. And definitely, it's a calling. When Once I became a mediator, I realized that this is a calling. It's not... Um, it, it came from higher power, you know, it came from source. So that's, you know, that's really my story. It became, it was a personal experience that then I saw had a really big impact. And, you know, Rachel, I'm also a child of divorce and in the eighties, they did not have the tools we have today. And so I, I take it as my mission to educate people and to let them know that it's available. Peace is possible even in divorce. And that's what I want to share with the world. I absolutely love that because I think there is such energy around the heaviness and the anger and the resentment that can be part of divorce, the contentious nature of it. And it is often that way, but all it takes is one person, as we know, in soul recovery, when we're talking about how to be our best selves, to turn within, to turn the attention to ourselves and let go of the energy of the other person being a certain way and take our power back and control how we are going to show up. Absolutely. And this is it, you know, my theory on this, and you you probably know many people who have divorced, so you can kind of see that this is true. Change will happen. Mm-hmm. This is a portal for transformation, whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. And so the seat of power really is with you to guide this transformation where, where you want it to go. And, you know, as we were talking before uh, you started recording, the thing that I uh, impress upon my coaching clients and in my newsletter is start with the vision. You have to have a vision of your future. Otherwise you do fall into that trap, Rachel, of what does the other person want, you know, in the divorce settlement? How does the other person want to treat me? And then I'm always in reactive mode. And this is a moment in time where you have to change your story. And if you're in soul recovery, you know, I I know the people in your group are actively pursuing that, you know, what's in my control and what are the things that I'm surrendering out? I think that's so powerful. What was it for you since you've been through divorce that if we have somebody who's 
thinking about it, who's looking at it, part of that envisioning your life going forward, I think, Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily having details of what it exactly is, but it's about how you want to feel, how you want to show up in yourself. So what was it in you that opened your eyes and said, this needs to change for me? This is important for me to stand up for myself and choose a different path, even with baby girls. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, uh, spirit gave me two times (laughs) to to, to go through this. (laughs) So I'm a veritable expert in this, this transition. Um, my first divorce was in 2009 and my second one was in 2020. And the first time it was really escaping a situation that was toxic. It was a toxic relationship. And this is not to blame my ex-spouse, you know, my oldest um, dad. This is not to place blame, but it's just my pers- my perspective of the situation was that I absolutely had to leave because I was becoming and internalizing the situation so much that I was becoming so depressed. I couldn't function mm-hmm. for my daughter, who was only one at the time. And we had had a 12-year relationship. So this was not overnight. This was not like a fly by the seat of your pants decision. This was very, I took it very seriously. And what I knew was that I needed a break. Mm. It's just a separation in my mind. It was like, I just need to unwind from this for a minute. And then things escalated because it's hard to hear that from a partner, you know, and I didn't have control over how he reacted to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I did what I thought was best. It ended in divorce. Uh, we still co-parent. We've been co-parenting for 14 years now. And my vision really centered in at that time was where can I find some peace and remember who I am again so that I can be the best person for my daughter at that point. Do you feel like, and I feel like this was what happened with my parents when they divorced because they actually did conscious decoupling before that was a a thing. They divorced amicably and beautifully, but they would not be their fullest selves. I think sometimes we forget that what we need, what we, what we see as our best for ourself could also be what's best for that other person too. That, Mm -hmm. that letting go of the enmeshment, letting go of the codependency actually allows that other person to be who they are and to thrive or not, depending on their own choices, but their own choices. Exactly. That is the hardest part because I had had such a long relationship with this person and really the formative years, 19 to 31. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was hard to even understand who was who. Mm -hmm. You know, was this my was this my thinking or is it yours? You know, it was very difficult. So detaching from what is he going to think about this? What it how, it was very very hard. That's why in the beginning it was just a separation for me mm-hmm. in my mind because I there was no way I could leap to separating and like divorcing this person. I actually recall getting rear-ended in the couple months after. I don't our divorce wasn't final. We were separated and we were moving towards divorce and somebody re-rented me and I, I just, I cried because the only person I knew to call was him. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any resources. I had isolated myself from everyone. Um, he was my, I did act as if he were my higher power. Mm-hmm. That was my work to do. Mm-hmm. That was my work to do, you know? Yeah. 
And so transitioning into all like detaching from that and then getting confidence on myself and then, you know, finding love, et cetera, that's a journey. That was definitely a journey. But I needed to remove myself from that situation so that I could be healthy. And this was before I became sober and before I had the tools of recovery, Mm -hmm. which made my second divorce much easier to navigate through. The first time, the things that I came to, I was doing a lot of yoga. um, So that was a lot of centering into self and understanding that there's a bigger picture. And we ended up, my, um, my oldest daughter's dad and I ended up remarrying and really, you know, with wonderful partners. And I just remember so, so vividly saying like, really saying like, I'm not the one that can meet your needs. I know there's a person out there, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to let myself off the hook here Mm -hmm. and know that we can do co-parenting really well. And so we really just started, you know, that shift, like I say, you know, is the most important thing. You can't, you can't skip it when you're, when you have a child together is you are transitioning your relationship from spouses to Mm co-parents. And so we put that first, even though we don't agree and on everything and we continue to not agree on everything, (laughs) you know, so it's not always rainbows and puppies over here. But for the most part, we, we absolutely do know, I know this to be true. We know that it's our own internal work. Whenever something comes up, it's like, Ooh, I haven't dealt with this. I still might have some things there. I love, um, I love that you're you reminding know? us to turn the tension within, which is what is the foundational piece of having your strength and having your power. Yes. And yes. then in, in working in mediation with people, having that place where you're holding intention for them to be their fullest, wholest selves and to come from kindness really feels like it would be a powerful space to hold for people who are in so much pain. I feel it's sacred work, honestly. And not everyone wants to hear that, but that is that is where I'm coming mm-hmm. from. Because holding the space for peace, even though I know that everything's, we're not going to agree on everything. You know, these, these people will not agree on everything, but can we agree on as much as we can, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and it is, it's really that intention. I just had a conversation online with some people on social media about this too, where it, the way that we do this divorce, because our children are looking up to us, we're growing up, you know? You don't know that as a kid, you're seeing your parents grow up before your very eyes. You think right, that they have right. it all dialed in and exactly. they do not, you know? And I just love that perspective. And I kind of riffed on that and saying like, especially in divorce and co-parenting, especially our kids are taking notes. They're going to take our strategies and put them into their most stressful situations. Mm. And this is important work for us to do. So I do believe in, in hiring uh, and, and assembling really not, not everything needs to be hired, but assembling the people, the team that's going to help you elevate to your better, best self, your highest self while you're doing this, because it is, a, the, it is one of the most stressful, challenging periods of life. If you're ready for soul recovery as a spiritual coach, I can support your healing to help make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. 
You can also work in smaller groups by taking a deep dive in a Zoom workshop or with me in person at a retreat or an event. Join others on the Soul Recovery Path once a month for the free Zoom support group or daily on the private Facebook page. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions with me or find all the information you need about soul recovery, dates that are coming up, and how to register for those groups and workshops. To support the podcast and the community, check the links in the show notes to make a small monthly donation or a one-time donation of your choice that will make a huge impact to support this community and the soul recovery mission. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. I absolutely love you bringing that modeling for your children in because we are constantly modeling for our children. And yes, we are growing up in their eyes too, you know? (laughs) And so as our parents were growing up under our eyes, and if we can come from this place of soul recovery and intentionality and kindness and love and compassion in every aspect of our lives, in every relationship, even the ones that we want to be contentious, even the ones that, that we want to lay blame, you know, in soul recovery, we're letting go of blame and we're just looking at it from a more compassionate perspective. So when you're working with people, you do a couple different things, but one is the mediation and the other is actually as a coach. So tell us about what that is. I mean, here I am a spiritual coach and that has its energy around it. But if you're going to walk into this arena, into this new transformational place of your life, what does this look like to coach? Well, to coach, it's really holding all of it. It's holding, this is why it's, it's so cool to me because it has a lot of tactical, practical elements to it a lot of project management stuff that, you know, you and I both know that I love and have a career in plus the energy and emotional piece. Mm -hmm. So coaching through divorce really is all of that to me. And the structure I use to move people through it is kind of follows this acronym of IC. And I is really the intention where we set that intention and vision for your life. And just like you were talking about earlier, this is not, you don't have to get into details right now. The details will come as it unfolds, but really it's like, what does, what do I feel in my body? Mm-hmm. You know, what would I like to feel in my body? Who would I like to have surround me? Not necessarily people, but how do they treat me? What am I hearing? Um, what do I do in my, my spare time? You know, these kinds of things that you can sink into a new reality for yourself, because then you can weave it into your everyday moving forward in Mm -hmm. little ways. You know, it's not all of a sudden overnight. And yet sometimes, sometimes it is all of a sudden overnight Mm -hmm. that things change. So we begin with that intention and that set that vision, then you can apply strategy. So the C part begins with the S and S is strategy. And that is, who am I going to hire for my divorce team? How am I going to do this? Do I need to go? Do we want to go to court? Do we want to take this uh, all the way to the judge? Or are we doing it DIY? Um, You know, it just depends. And everyone, every situation is so unique. So you can just, you know, help people go through that decision making. Mm -hmm. And then the 
the EE of the C is that energy and emotions. And it's how do you take care of yourself mm. through this? You know, how you're not just, uh, you're not wasting your energy, you're protecting your energy. You're doing things that fill you up mm-hmm. because this process is exhausting. It is. Um, I, the strongest people can crumble and under this. It's true. And then the emotions. How are you riding that emotional roller coaster? You're going to be on it. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of a, that piece of um, soul recovery. I know you t- teach about acceptance. And I mean, just accept it's going to be ups and downs. But how do we, how and how can you? go through this in an emotionally, as emotionally stable as you possibly can. And so working with people, working with clients on getting what works for them to stabilize their emotion as they're making decisions and as they're working with someone who initiates conflict, Mm -hmm. because even if you're amicable, you're going to not, there'll be situations where you're not going to agree on everything and you'll need to know how to calm your nervous system so that you can make good decisions while you're moving through this. And that's the paradox. This period of life, divorce, will want to throw you off your center mm-hmm. constantly. Like it's constantly going to want to throw you off your center. And it is the biggest gift to learn how to ride those waves so that really, you know, moving forward, it's like you can handle it, anything because you got through this since soul recovery is a spiritual path, it's such an opportunity to actually do the steps of leaning into your higher power. And soul recovery was inspired from, but has a larger scope than just the 12 steps. But I know for me, when I really allowed myself to surrender to my higher power, to my trust that there was indeed some energy, something higher than myself that could, that could support me, that could love me and hold Mm -hmm. me. Then I could quit leaning into my fear and thinking that I personally had to figure it all out and going through a separation, whether you're married or not, but a, a major relationship change hits every single one of our buttons of our values. And if we're worthy and can I make this decision Am I actually worthy to decide that I'm going to choose me instead Mm -hmm. of choosing the family? It -hmm. is a lot. And the consequences are great. I'm not going to uh, minimize this. It it is, it isn't minimal. You you can't, and you're worth it. You know, you're Mm -hmm. worth, you're worth choosing you every time. I would like to fast forward to 2020 when I went through my second divorce and I was a few years sober. And I could see that that was something that was actually getting in the way of my connection to mm-hmm. my husband at the time. And so the recovery community and the, the 12 steps really helped me understand that, you know, I kind of surrendered to the fallout of being sober. Mm-hmm. I'm not in control at that point. All I know is what I need to do to keep me healthy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people show up as they show up. And I need to keep continuing to choose sobriety for me. And, um, you know, an emotional so sobriety was, as much an as emotional, mm-hmm. an emotional sobriety. So it wasn't like my, uh, my youngest daughter's dad, it wasn't like he was anti my sobriety. He wasn't, I'm not, I'm not going to paint him as, as, uh, as 
you know, a villain in the situation because it wasn't. And that was probably what made it harder mm-hmm. <laughs> because there was no smoking gun. There was no, like, this is absolutely toxic and I'm being, you know, abused, mentally abused. Mm-hmm. That's not the case in that situation. Um, it was just actually choosing a healthier lifestyle for me where I didn't feel like I constantly had to say I was sorry or, you know, tiptoeing around different ways of um, having fun, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And what I did learn from my first divorce and through being in in the um, field is that you do whatever it takes. I would just, if, if someone is in that situation, Rachel, that they just don't know how to make the decision it's okay to do whatever it takes to try to make it work. And then you'll know, you know, we did it all. We did everything. And I felt really good in the decision. Um, And it was a mutual decision. And um, again, I have another person that I co-parent really well with because we knew that uh, even though the consequences are really great and our children still hurt from that decision, no, no doubt about it. It was the best for us. It was, and we can live these fully actualized lives uh, without the need to control each other, <laughs> but we just show up so beautifully for our kids and each other, you know, whenever he needs me, I'll, I'll be there for him because you know I love I, him so much. I yeah. love that you, that you say that you love him. I think that's so huge because one of the things that's hitting me in this conversation is having had these two experiences, one where it started young that I know lots of people in the soul recovery community that started their relationships in high school. Yeah. They've been together forever. Yes. They, like you said, they don't know the difference between the two and those relationships. When you untangle them, there's so much there. You know, when I was in my situation with Rich, where we separated, for me, was interesting was I was sober at the time. And when my head got clear enough that I could make a decision that actually came from a healthier place in myself, that gave me strength. And in our situation, we were separated for a year and then ended up coming back together and not getting a divorce But in your situation to choose yourself, not in a toxic relationship, not, you know, where the walls are falling down, but where you, you know, that something else is waiting for you, I think is an incredibly profound choice. And, Mm -hmm. and it came from a place of inner strength and awareness. It is, I'm going to tell you, it is not easy. So anyone out there just know that it, it, it isn't an easy choice and it's, you, you know, you're worth it. It's worth it to let your spouse also be exactly who they want to mm-hmm. be, you know, and, and that is beautiful. And that is a gift. You're actually giving the other person the gift of freedom in this. If they don't want what you want in life, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's 100% okay. Do you think that the episode that recently came out on Recover Your Soul was around this topic of being in your own healing and then not having the people in your life on that same recovery journey, not necessarily Mm -hmm. sobriety, but spiritual sobriety, soul recovery journey. And in some cases, it's perfectly okay that you can, you can still be in your relationship. And in some cases, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to be in a relationship when they're not on the same path, but If you're making that choice to separate, 
do you think from your coaching side that you're doing in the mediation side, what have you seen in people who can hold their center, that can continue to hold their, their soul recovery, their space, even when the other person is still in all of their mess? Do you have witness of that and experience of how people walk through that? It really is. And um, it almost feels like it's time in the seat of, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like how long have you been practicing this? Mm-hmm. Because it is not, it's not something that just comes naturally, especially when you've been entwined and making every, like big life decisions together, the small stuff, like who's going to pick up dinner tonight or mm-hmm. who's going to, you know, uh, sign Susie up for camp, et cetera. Right. You know, those little details of life, the more time in the seat you have detaching with love and, and, and not letting other people's opinions of you knock you off your center. I, I, it's like a practice mm-hmm. really. And just really sinking into that intention of this is how I want to show up. And I fully accept the other person as they are. This Mm -hmm. is a really hard one. And I would say that when I was preparing for this, Rachel, I was asking spirit, like, what kind of guidance can you give? Can I give from my experience, you know, through spirit of how to move through divorce with grace? Because that was something that you mentioned in in an email. And I thought it was just so beautiful. It was just so like, how can we do this with grace? The first thing is accepting accepting it absolutely as it is. Like I have needs that you're not meeting and this isn't going to work. I have a vision that doesn't line up with yours and it doesn't look like you're wanting to move to that either. And accepting that personality for who they are Mm -hmm. and loving yourself for who you are too. Mm -hmm. So I think the people that are more resourced in that and can, you know, ride those waves. I've seen Rachel uh, really have that acceptance piece. Mm -hmm down, right? They're not looking for the other person to react in a different way than they have for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not looking like, why can't you just, no, they never will. Right. Let's just accept that. And if they do like, oh, how cool. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. Opportunity yeah. for <laughs> opportunity so for growth for everyone. Cool. Yeah. And I, I just had this experience too, where I was in a situation with one of my co-parents and it was like, uh, same old story, like same, same triggers back and forth. And I reacted in a different way. I just was silent and I let it be. And I let the conversation go how it normally goes. And I just didn't react at all. And I felt like victorious. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just by applying the rule of silence, are my words going to contribute anything over and above what silence will do here? Mm. That's no. powerful. <laughs> so, sitting in the seat. So, You've been sitting in yeah, the seat. I've been in the seat. This one was a long time coming. That is it. And that little seed, that little action had to do with me seriously just accepting everything as is. Not, not hoping uh, that things will change. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that I can, that me, this thing can change mm-hmm. when it's presented. The power of soul recovery is around our perception that we have the ability to decide and choose how we're going to show up in every situation. And every time that we take our power back by not needing the situation to be a certain way for us to be okay, 
It gives yes. space for everybody just to be who they are in the situation right. and to have right. their own feelings and to let go of the need to fix or control it. And I really love your ability to share from both of those marriages and both those perspectives. I've had the privilege to watch you as a mother for years now, and actually was just around you with your two beautiful now teenage daughters and, and the way that they carry themselves really is an honor to see for myself because it really reflects all this work that you've done for yourself and all the healing that you've done. And I know for my experience in soul recovery, I'm not trying to teach anybody anything that I haven't been through. My experience is through what I've been through. And so I love that your healing that has happened through all of this is what you have to offer others. So if people want to learn more about what you have to offer, tell us how they get a hold of you. You bet. So we talked a lot today about the, the coaching aspect of just getting through, getting through the divorce. And so my coaching really is housed in Divorce Alchemy, divorcealchemy.com. And anyone who's listening can go there and get a free resource on how to create your vision for your mm-hmm. life after divorce. So I'd invite anyone to start there, you know, just, just like everyone else. I was telling you earlier, that's the required work begin with your vision. Mm -hmm. And then for anyone else in Colorado that uh, is exploring using a mediation for, to complete their divorce process or to create a parenting plan, I'm available at boulderdivorcemediation.com. Fabulous. I have so enjoyed our time together. I thank you for sharing your experience, strength and hope and healing and wisdom Mm -hmm. in this arena because divorce is more than half of all the couples. So it's uh, pretty prevalent, but mostly I've just been honored to be your friend and to walk this path of sobriety together. Thank you so much for sharing yourself today. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. You're a light in this world. Thank you for for letting me hitch on your light beam here, Rachel. (laughs) We're beaming together. Thank you so much. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recovery Soul Podcast and being part of this amazing and growing community. If you loved this episode and you want even more, there is a bonus episode with even more content every Friday. This is by subscription. You can access that by being a Patreon member and there's three tiers of giving of your choice or an Apple Podcast subscriber. Once you have subscribed, you have access to a whole back catalog of episodes as well. These have interviews, more book studies, meditations, and even more on your soul recovery journey to help support you. So I thank you for becoming a subscriber for this additional content and how it helps support this community. If you would go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net, and I would love for you to subscribe to email updates so that you can keep posted with everything that's going on, different events, what dates are coming up, any reminders. There's only a couple emails each month. I hope you follow Recover Your Soul on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the private Facebook community page, TikTok. And if you want guided meditations, look for Reverend Rachel Harrison on Insight Timer. 
I really encourage you to take advantage of the one-on-one coaching. This is a unique, intuitive connection between the two of us. There are nine steps to soul recovery, and I do use those nine steps to loosely guide us through whatever you're coaching that you need. But really, it's about creating a way for you to feel comfortable around your healing of your past looking at the situations in your life, what are the patterns, what are the beliefs that are holding you back, breaking free from those patterns, breaking free from those beliefs, letting go of control, letting go of the people around you and how they are making you feel and taking your power back, discovering who you are and who you want to be in the world and how I can support you to do this. It's actually not intended to be a long-term relationship. If you want to try a session, there is a discount code for your first session with me just to see if it feels like a good fit. I really try to keep the prices as reasonable as I can. This isn't about trying to charge what coaches do charge. This is about me being able to make a living to support you on your path. I am here to support you on your soul recovery journey. And also, you're sharing this podcast with your friends, putting five stars, leaving reviews, really sharing this with others is growing the community. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for supporting Recover Your Soul. And I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.